This is Deep Dish on Global Affairs, going beyond the headlines on critical global issues. I'm Brian Hansen, and today we're discussing the U.S.-Chinese relationship from the perspective of China, and also looking at what developments we should be watching for in the coming months. Today, I'm very pleased to be here with Council General Lei Hong from the Consulate General of the People's Republic of China in Chicago. Welcome, Council General. It's good to have you here. Thank you so much. So I want to start off our conversation by setting up a big context uh, of China's um, China's objectives and goals in the world. Could you lay out for us briefly what are the Chinese government's um, major goals in Asia and around the world? And as well, where are these goals aligned with U.S. goals? And where are there maybe some differences, which there always are among important powers? So what are the goals and what's the relationship to the U.S.? Yes, with China's growth, I think uh, our goal for China is to uh, make even more contribution to the world peace, stability, and prosperity. Uh, so nowadays, actually, China initiated the uh, Silk Belt and the Road uh, Initiative. Uh, that is a project which would like to have the world to benefit chi- from China's growth. Uh, in this kind of cooperation, we uh, highlight the infrastructure and uh, industrial capacity uh, cooperation with the neighboring countries and also the countries on the uh, Silk Routes. So this is really a new initiative by China, but an opportunity shared by the world. And uh, in uh, security field, uh, China nowadays is the country in the UN Security Council which sends the largest group of peacekeepers uh, for different peacekeeping missions of the United Nations. And also we nowadays send our uh, Navy uh, fleet in the uh, Sea of Somalia and the Gulf of uh, Eden area so that we can escort all the business uh, vessels in that region for uh, keeping them have a very safe journey uh, on, uh, in, on those waters. Uh, so we think uh, China cl- uh, could play a very important role in keeping the world peace. And uh, uh, internationally, uh, we are advocating to address the uh, relevant hotspots issues through peaceful means. So uh, we join uh, keenly the efforts uh, by the major countries in the world to nail down the uh, Iran nuclear issue so that we give a long-lasting solution uh, for this very uh, important issue uh, in the international community, uh, which could have a very strong impact for keeping the non-proliferation regime in the world and to give uh, impetus to the uh, Middle East peace. And uh, we also uh, attach great importance to address the climate change issue. Uh, we actually uh, have a very had a very good cooperation with the United States and other countries to nail down the Paris Agreement so that we uh, usher in a new period of uh, international cooperation uh, in the uh, coming years for this very important issue for the world destiny. Uh, and uh, we, China also uh, attach great importance to uh, keep the current international system uh, being running on with the United Nations at its core. Uh, We think uh, this kind of uh, system has been proved to be uh, beneficial to the uh, world peace and uh, uh, prosperity, so we should adhere to it. Um, uh, Yet we think with the time going on, we should 
make improvement to this kind of system so that it could cater to the demand of our time. You just laid out what is really a very ambitious uh, agenda uh, to contribute to world leadership uh, from a Chinese perspective. And taking that to the relationship with the United States, I wonder if you could comment on how you see the relationship during the Trump administration, the relationship between China and the U.S. evolving. As we all know, during the campaign, um, Trump very vigorously criticized China. Um, and since then, there has been an evolution, it seems, in the, in the relationship, uh, most notably with the, the summit with President Xi Jinping and other. But how do you see this relationship evolving since Trump became president? Yes, uh, actually, Chinese people followed the U.S. general election last year very closely. We see we have m many followers for this election back in China than you do here in the United States because we have a larger population <laughs> than you do here. <laughs> you do here, uh, of course, because this is really a, a very important bilateral relationship uh, for the two nations and also for the world. Uh, we are the two largest economy in the world. Our GDP amounts to one-third of the world GDP. Our population, one-fourth of the world population. Our trade volume, one-fifth of the world pop, uh, trade volume. So our relationship could have the utmost important bearing for the humankind and the world destiny. So we think it is a relationship. We can only make it a success, not a failure. So uh, with uh, the new administration coming, uh, the Chinese government uh, actually do our best to communicate with this new administration uh, in a very extensive way so that we can uh, help to uh, keep our bilateral relationship on a sound and right track. So to our great delight that uh, President Xi Jinping and the President Trump, they had a very successful summit in Marago, Florida two weeks ago. And the two uh, leaders actually uh, established personnel uh, ex uh, chemistry between them. And uh, they also uh, had the consensus that the cooperation of our two countries is the only choice that we can make for this relationship in the coming years. That is a very important top-level design or top-level decision for our bilateral relationship to going on. And the two leaders actually announced the establishment of four mechanisms of dialogue in the fields of diplomacy and security, uh, comprehensive economy, uh, social and uh, cyber security, and also people-to-people -people exchanges. With this kind of uh, institutional mechanism being established uh, within, uh, between the Chinese government and the new administration here in the United States, we can carry out very timely and important uh, consultations and dialogues in the field that are of our uh, mutual concern. So I think this kind of uh, very good framework could uh, pave a way for us to have a very solid uh, cooperation uh, in the coming years. You've outlined the ways in which uh, the United States and, and China are interacting more than ever before. Uh, and it has some positive mutual interests. And also, the Trump administration has also raised some concerns about some of these interactions, most strongly in terms of this administration's perspective, probably on the trade relationship. And President Trump recently signed an executive order uh, 
instructing uh, the Commerce Department to do an investigation on steel uh, and steel imports into the United States uh, from China and other countries as well. And many have wondered if this will lead to some sort of action, some sort of protectionist action uh, regarding regarding steel. And one of the one of the contexts that this is happening is China's large increase in in steel production, and and some in the administration ha- have said uh, that China is unfairly um, subsidizing steel into the into the U.S. How do you view this issue? And if the United States were to respond in a protectionist way, what would China's response be? Uh, the uh, economic relationship between China and the United States is a win-win cooperation uh, that actually taps into our mutual advantages in our economic development. So we would like to seek this kind of uh, consultation and dialogue with the new administration so as to uh, find solutions of the uh, differences or com- uh, the divergences in our uh, handling this kind of uh, very important economic uh, relationship between us. Uh, nowadays, actually, China is the uh, largest the country which United States enjoy the fastest growth of export. Uh, actually, the uh, goods export to China increased by 300% uh, for the last uh, five to six years. And your uh, service export to China uh, enjoyed a growth of about 300 uh, billion, uh, 300% growth. Uh, that is something very phenomenal. Uh, we think China, with China's growth, China could be a very important opportunity for U.S. exports and uh, also uh, U.S. Uh, investment. Another issue that has been very important recently and, and for quite some time in the U.S.-Chinese relationship has been concerns about security in North Korea. Recently, there's been an escalation in, um, in rhetoric, certainly by the Trump administration, also by the North Korean government. How does China view this situation and what role does China want to play at this moment? Uh, we are concerned about the situation. We are firmly uh, opposed to uh, North Korea's nuclear and missile program. So we are carrying. Uh, we are actually adhering uh, very firmly to the uh, relevant resolutions passed in the United Security uh, Council, and uh, being uh, carrying out this kind of resolution in a very earnest manner. Uh, on the other hand, for such an issue. Uh, of uh, long-lasting impact for the Northeastern Asian security. We think uh, it is time for us to find a uh, long-term solution for it. Uh, how can uh, we uh, effectively handle this issue? We should find the cracks of this uh, problem. And uh, uh, we think it is very important uh, for us to not only address the, uh, the the current symptoms, but also to find the root cause of it and address the fundamental uh, reasons of this uh, uh, very thorny issue. And uh, f- we are proposing uh, some very important uh, suggestions uh, I- internationally and also to our American friends. That is, uh, for the uh, present, uh, for 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 the present situation, we should. Uh, have two suspensions. First, uh, North Korea should suspend its uh, nuclear and uh, missile program uh, development. Uh, second, 
the United States and the South Korea uh, is uh, requested to uh, stop, uh, to suspend the military exercises on the Korean Peninsula so as that we can de-escalate the situation and create time and space for us to sit down and talk. Uh, secondly, China proposed the uh, suggestion that we should have two uh, checks of dialogue. First is to change the armistice treaty into a peace treaty between uh, North Korea and the United States because theoretically you are still at war. So uh, we think uh, with 60, uh, more than 60 years uh, passed, uh, we should uh, give peace a chance. And secondly, uh, we should uh, continue our efforts in denuclearizing uh, the North Korean uh, nuclear uh, program because this is really a concern of the international community. Uh, we uh, should uh, give more efforts in keeping the non-preferation uh, sound and intact. Uh, so with this kind of effort, we uh, respond to the uh, reasonable security concern of the North Korean side uh, because uh, they really feel this kind of uh, uh, security threat uh, from the outside world. And uh, secondly, we also respond to the uh, uh, concern of the international community on having a peaceful surrounding in Northwestern, uh, East, uh, Northwestern Asia and also uh, to keep the non-proliferation regime in the world uh, in, uh, intact. The Trump administration has been very forceful in its calls for China to take a bigger role in pressuring North Korea mm -hmm. to address the nuclear concerns. Mm -hmm. What is China currently doing, and what more could China do to put pressure on its ally in North Korea? We stress that uh, our long-standing position on the North Korean uh, nuclear issue is that we would like to see the denuclearization of the Korean Peninsula. Uh, secondly, we would like to see the uh, peace and the stability of the Korean Peninsula. Thirdly, we would like to see this issue being solved through peaceful means. So this are uh, the comprehensive uh, standing of China on this issue. And uh, we think at this very important moment of this uh, issue, we advocate that uh, all the uh, parties uh, relevant should uh, show calm uh, to uh, reach out to others so that we can resuscitate the six-party talks, which actually uh, is uh, once succeeded in securing a very important agreement, that is the September 19th agreement in 2005, uh, which actually give a very uh, good uh, orientation for giving a long-term uh, solution for this issue, that is to uh, denuclearize the Korean Peninsula, uh, normalize the relationship between North Korea with United States, South Korea, and Japan. Uh, the international community uh, provides uh, light water uh, reactors to North Korea so that they can uh, solve their problem of uh, shortage of energy, uh, etc. So we think uh, this is really a very good uh, move in the process of solving this issue. Uh, we should uh, resuscitate, uh, restart this kind of uh, talks uh, so that uh, every uh, party uh, for this issue could settle, uh, set, sit down again and uh, communicate directly uh, with each other and find an uh, ideal solution to it. 
In, in his recent trip to Asia, Vice President Pence said that the era of strategic patience is over for the United States. From the Chinese perspective, how do you interpret that statement and what does it mean in terms of our, our relationship? Uh, at this moment of tension, we uh, call upon each and every party for this uh, issue uh, to show their calm. Uh, to uh, to stick to the path of peaceful uh, solution to this issue because war could be a disaster for the region. Uh, it will cause uh, some consequences uh, that nobody uh, could uh, would like to see. So we uh, we sincerely hope uh, the relevant parties uh, could uh, show its uh, its. Uh, uh, calm uh, its uh, uh, adherence to the uh, dialogue and uh, consultation at this very important period. One of the other statements that this administration has made or President Trump has made is that if it's not possible to work together with China in order to change North Korean behavior, that um, the United States might act alone. Uh, what is the Chinese position on, on that move, that potential move by the United States to, to try to address this issue, uh, we think uh, it is very important for us to uh, have a general picture of the uh, regional situation and the interests of the uh, people uh, in the region uh, and in the world in mind. Uh, we should work for a uh, uh, peaceful, uh, prosperous. Uh, and the stable uh, region, uh, so that's our uh, uh, the international community and also the people in the region could benefit from. Uh, so we uh, really hope that uh, for this thorny issue, let us adhere to the path of uh, peaceful solution. Thank you. And as we close, I want to ask one one final question, which is. Where do you see the greatest opportunities for the U.S. and China to work together diplomatically, economically, uh, and to achieve what? Where are the greatest opportunities for our two countries to cooperate? Uh, I think uh, for our two uh, great nations, we have a lot of responsibilities for the world. Uh, nowadays, actually, we have a lot of cooperation uh, in the field, uh, like uh, addressing the cybersecurity issue, uh, in addressing the uh, the epidemic issue, and also the uh, terrorism issues. Uh, so we uh, sincerely hope, uh, with our relationship uh, being uh, putting uh, put on a very sound and right track, uh, the uh, relevant cooperations uh, in the. Uh, fields, as I mentioned, could be uh, forwarded and uh, that uh, our cooperation could be strengthened, uh, that the world peace, stability, and prosperity could have an even bright future with all our uh, cooperation and collaboration. Thank you very much, Council General Lei Hong, for joining us to talk about Chinese perspectives on global events and the new administration. Clearly, this is an extremely important relationship where there are sometimes shared interests, sometimes different interests, and uh, the way our two nations interact is going to have a big role in the world. So thank you for being here. Thank you so much.
And thank you for tuning in to this episode of Deep Dish on Global Affairs. Please note that the opinions are heard today are those of the people who express them and not the Chicago Council on Global Affairs. If you like the show, please take a moment to give us a review. Your review will help promote a broader understanding of global issues and also help others find our show. You can find our show under Deep Dish on Global Affairs in iTunes, Overcast, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to podcasts, as well as on the Council's website at thechicagocouncil.org. I'm Brian Hansen, and we'll be back soon with another slice of Deep Dish.